All right, it's Friday, which means another Medics Money on Call episodes, shorter episodes where me and Ed just talk about what we normally talk about off camera, on camera. And I said camera because although it's a podcast, we're also now on YouTube. So check us out there if you want to see our beautiful but slightly graying hair. I found the smooth function on Zoom as well at the moment. That smooths out your wrinkles. It's amazing. Okay, let's use that. Definitely. We are heavily. Okay, Gibson. So what are we going to talk about today, mate? Um, yeah, so we, uh, the last episode we talked about debt and good debt and bad debt, and you mentioned about an example where you had an opportunity potentially to borrow some money versus using your own cash supplies and what was the right thing to do. And I mentioned then that I've got my own sort of debt story to say, or it might be quite useful. Um, sorry. No, it's doing it. That's yeah. what we do. Like we just bounce ideas off each other until we come to what's the right answer. So tell me your trouble. I'll yeah. tell you the answer. Well, Guaranteed. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where nobody can give the exact answer but everyone's i'm sure everyone's got an opinion on this topic okay i definitely got an opinion there you go okay well, let's uh, hear tommy's opinion in a second but i'll tell you guys what the scenario is so essentially a lot of you guys will know my background i'm an accountant but i was working at an accountancy firm price hotels coopers for a while for nine years and then i got into medical school well, I just at the age of 30 you just turned 31 in the first few weeks of being at medical school and then i did my F1 job in Guildford and so on. But I, I used, I had saved up some money to buy a house. I'd been up a house deposit, but I spent that all put myself through medical school. It wasn't my first degree, so I couldn't get a student loan. And I just had to use, use my savings basically, because I didn't really want to move out of my flat, which I should have done because it was quite expensive. I was, I was living in Brixton at the time with a really good friend, but I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to move out. So I just basically just whittled down my savings to nothing. And I did my F1 job. We have two jobs down at Teacherstown, and I began to think about the future and the fact that I was fast approaching at that point 40. I was 38 at the time, and there was a thing in the papers about it was called the rise of the silver renters people that were trying to buy houses but had left it a little bit too late because they didn't have enough of their working life left in them for the banks to actually give them a mortgage. And I began to really fret about that. I think, oh my gosh, I need to do something about this. So I began to look into getting a house, but unfortunately. I didn't really have any savings at that time. So aside from being able to go to the embarrassing at the age of 38, the, the bank of uh, mum and dad, I utilized a scheme, which unfortunately has come to an end, or has, I think it has come to an end now, but it was the help to buy scheme that the government had brought in. So under that scheme, you could borrow 20% of the house price from the government. As long as you could put in a 5% deposit, they would give you 20% of the house price or 40% if it was in London. So some of you guys listening or watching this may have come across this, you may have utilized it. I certainly did. It's the help to buy scheme. So my house in Ognorigis, that cost £300,000. So I was able to borrow from the government £60,000 because I met their conditions. I was a first-time buyer. I had a 5% deposit, thanks to my mom and dad. And, and that's, it seemed like a good idea. Essentially, it's the only way really for me to be able to get that house. I didn't have that much in terms of where savings. My mom and dad couldn't really give me huge amounts more, et cetera. And I wouldn't have wanted them to anyway. So I managed to get this house, the house that we're in right now. And I'm really glad for that. I don't regret that at all. The downside is the help to buy scheme that I utilized, which as I say, has ended just a few months ago or last month, was actually quite a harsh scheme. So the good news is at first is that there the first five years that debt is interest free, which is obviously pretty good. So that's really nice. After that, the interest rate is 1.75%. Okay. That's still pretty good in this, at this moment in time. But the issue is that after that, so after year, so year seven and beyond, the interest rate is the, the rate of inflation plus 2%. So I think they, they increase every April time. So we don't know what the rate will be April coming up. But if you think about right now, 
the inflation rate is 11.1%, add 2% to that, and technically I could be paying 13.1% interest on that loan in a couple of years' time. Ouch. Absolutely horrendous. And it's, it's been in the papers recently, a lot of people with the Help to Buy scheme are in a lot, a lot of trouble, because if you can't pay off that loan and you can't afford it, then you're obviously in big trouble with those sorts of interest rates. The other thing about that loan is that uh, the government then get 20% of any increase in your house price when you finally repay the loan. When I finally pay off the loan, I have to pay for someone to value my house and then pay 20% of the increase in value. And I don't know how much, well, I've looked at Zoopla and other places, I, I can see what they're saying the value is. It seems a bit OTT to me, but still, well, even whatever the growth is, because I think it has had some house price growth, growth, I've got to pay the government 20% of that as well. So. I've got to pay off the loan by August 2023 to pay no interest at all. So that's next year. As I say, whatever I do, I've got to pay 20% of my house price increase. But I really have to um, pay off the loan by August 2025 because then it's going to be inflation plus 2%. That would be absolutely horrendous. That definitely would be classified as bad debt in anyone's books, I would say. Wait, let me just make sure I've understood this because I might not have. So essentially... From 2023, the interest rate on the debt will be 11.1%? No, for, it depends on who you are. So for me personally, the interest rate from August 2023 for the first year will be 1.75%. Yeah. So it's stuck at 1.75% no matter who you are. Yeah, and then in 2024, it'll be RPI, uh, CPI, C yeah, sorry, CPI plus... CPI 2%. Okay. The CPI right now, it's 11.1%. Ah, the right. The expectation is it will fall, but then who knows, it could even be higher than that. Okay, I said I'd have an opinion and I'll tell you the answer on this. I'm going to retract that comment immediately because this is crystal ball territory, right? Because essentially what you're trying to do is predict what interest rates are and predict yeah. what house prices are going to do. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's, I'm out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I personally, I'm, I've been, because I knew this day would come. I, didn't, I had no idea at the time that inflation rates were going to be so awful. But I have been screwing my money away as best I can to try and make sure I can pay this loan off. And within five years, so I managed to save up some money here and there over, over time. So I think by August 2023, I should be able to pay it off. You can pay off in half chunks. I could pay half of it by August and then another half another time. But I think I might be able to pay it off by August 2023. The question is, imagine that I could pay it off now. Let's pretend I could right now. Is it worth waiting uh, until the last minute? Or in fact, even is it worth waiting until August 2024? paying 1.75% interest in the hope that house prices will fall further because then that 20% increase, that amount will be lower if my house prices has been reduced. As somebody says, crystal ball territory, are house prices going to fall in 2023? Do I pay it off by August 2023? Do I wait till August 2024? Definitely not going to wait till after that because I'm not, there's no way I'm going to pay such a high interest rate on it. But yeah, it's crystal ball territory. This, this is pay. crystal ball territory. So basically, like, this is a bit of a gamble, right? Isn't it? And anytime I'm taking a gamble, I tried a uh, financial gamble well, in gamble in life. Think about what is the worst that could happen and would that wipe you out? And really, you've worked hard, you've saved up the money. So the worst for you is not that bad, right? The worst for me isn't so much the interest rate because that is horrendous, yep. but I should be able to avoid that, I think. But the question is, nobody wants to pay more money than they have to on these things. I can't see my house price going up but actually, the say, who knows? But I'm I, in my head, my house price isn't going to get any higher. But is it going to stay the same? Or maybe it might tick up a tiny bit. But question is, will it go low enough for me to? Should I wait till August? Really? 
And I think I'm probably going to go for that. I'm going to wait until maybe, I don't know, June, July. Smart play. Year, and in the hope that it might have gone down. But then I think Kronzuko has gone down by £1,000 recently. Smart play. So. Right. No one can predict the future. Crystal ball territory. And a lot of investing and finances is once you realize that no one can predict the future and you build a financial plan that does not rely on predicting the future, then you're sorted. Okay. And that's what we talk about all the time. But Here's my thoughts. No one knows what house prices are going to do. Okay. But let's just think about it logically. Houses in general, lots of people have a mortgage on houses. Okay. It is a leveraged asset. People tend to borrow money to buy one. Okay. The cost of borrowing, as you just alluded to, is going high, very high, possibly. And so you would think that would put pressure, downward pressure on house prices. Not a prediction, because, <laughs> yeah. but that, was, that would be one thing I would say. But then one thing that you can't really account for and no one really knows is that the demand for housing is still strong. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And this is a really nice area. I love where you live. So I'm not surprised though. It's gone up in value. So the demand is going up. Where I live, it's gone nuts because it's a holiday kind of, it's a small village by the sea and we have a lot of second homers. And they have driven up the house price massively and continue to do so. And I think the reason is they probably got a million pounds sat in the bank and they're watching inflation destroy it. They've got a million pounds sat in the stock market and they're watching it drop 20%. And they're just like, you know what? That's spare million pounds. I just buy a house by the beach. And who's to say that's not a bad move. So who, who knows what's going to happen with prices? The other thing that I was going to point out to you to make you feel a bit better is you're going to be upgrading your house. So if you're climbing the housing ladder, i.e. trading a cheaper house for a more expensive house, then of course, a house price fall is great news for you. Because if prices drop 10% on your 300 grand house, okay, you would hope that they would drop 10% on your 400 grand house. Yeah. So overall, you will be up if you're climbing the ladder. You're not downsizing. Yeah, and right now, no, no current plans to move at all. But certainly, yeah, as you say, falling house prices would be beneficial if I was going to move to another area or a more expensive house. Absolutely. One thing also, although we, crystal ball, we can't predict the future, right? I think house prices have fallen in September and October, I think by 0.1% and then 0.2% in October. I think the Office of Budget Responsibility, I think they're predicting a 9% fall over the next two years. I know my kind of quotation marks gamble of holding fire for now might pay off. Who knows? As long as I get rid of it before I have to pay 13.1% interest. It's actually a really tough call to make the right call here. And you're only going to find out in retrospect and it's going to be recorded for posterity. So we can come back in here's time and find out. But I think the key point here is that you've saved up money hard. You're in a very fortunate position uh, and you shouldn't apologize for that. But there are going to be people out there who are not in the fortunate position yeah. that you're in. And I'm actually really worried about them. Just having looking at the numbers there on that. There's a lot of people in the press recently because like, Funny enough, I've got quite interested in reading about these stories, find out what's going on with these with this, and and yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are really going to struggle to to pay this off. I don't, I don't know how they're going to be honest. Yeah, the financial press is not the only thing that you've been reading because I've just noticed by my right elbow is a copy of the BMJ. It's actually protecting the desk from this microphone stand, and I'm flicking the pages. They're they're crispy, mate. I'm gonna say perhaps it hasn't been read. I may not have read it, but yeah, as, as Tommy says, it's not just uh, not for show, not to make Makes myself look good. It's more just to stop the microphone stand from uh, scratching my table. What's stopping your microphone stand, by the way? Uh, private eye. Now that has been read. Thoroughly, mate. It looks worn out. <laughs> I do like private eye. 
All right, great. Thanks for sharing that, mate. I hope that was useful. And these Friday episodes are all about this kind of thing. Random on call. Every on call is random. And the podcast, that's why it's called On Call. Let us know if you find it useful. We rely on feedback from you. So if you're watching on YouTube, give us some feedback in the comments. Make it gentle, please. And if not, email us, team at medicsmoney.co.uk. Is this useful? Do you want more of this? The regular episodes will continue to be on a Tuesday. But as time and on-call commitments in the real world allow, we're also going to try and do some on-call episodes on a Friday. Take care and have a great weekend. Unless, of course, you're on-call, then, well, what yeah, can thank, you say? Yeah, thank you for what you do and it yeah. goes all right. Absolutely. Take care. See you on Tuesday. Let's go.